Well, hello there. It's Teresa Croft with this edition of the Kingdom Mentor Podcast. I have not produced a podcast since, let's see, the, the word for 2022. And do you know what that word is? God will sustain you. God must have known something six months later. I guess you could say I'm living some things out loud right now. For those of you who are new to the podcast, listen, it even chokes me up that you're new. I've been walking beside my husband in a care mode as he received third-degree burns over 30% of his body last October 3rd, 2021. Now, amidst caring for him, moving out of our house, and eventually living in a camper, a very tiny, tiny camper. Did I mention it was tiny? Well, the struggle was real. Dave continued to struggle, and we thought it was related to his third-degree burns. And it was nightmares in this little camper. As Dave could not sleep, I'd go to sleep in the middle of the camper. He'd just cry out, Abba, Father, help me. So there's been a journey here where eventually he got cancer halfway through the realizing we're in the camper. We didn't realize he had cancer. It's like this. I sent a picture out to my family and they were there the next Sunday. The kids were. And I remember Anna coming up to my side and said, Mom, he has cancer. So no, he doesn't have cancer. It's just the burns. Mom, he has cancer. Long story short, by Thursday, they got Dave into the hospital. And the reality of the fact was real. He had stage four pancreatic cancer. So the battle of going through that, which I haven't really talked about, I have on social media, has been so real as he struggled. The whole month of March, we were in Augusta in an Airbnb, the struggle. He would not take pain meds. By April 1st, we, re- we realized we had to get out of the Airbnb and just be home closer to the kids. And by April, the second week of April, he listened to his doctor when his doctor said, take the D-A-M-N meds, and he did. So this has been quite a journey as I'll go right to the point that June 5th, Pentecost Sunday, on his dad's birthday, being by his bedside, we got to say goodbye to Dave here as he said hello to so many already in heaven. Hello to his dad. Hello to his mom. So many relatives, two brothers. So I'm in this position of struggling with grief. And the biggest thing I think I'd have to tell you is that I'm determined not to stuff it. I read this quote today. I surrender myself to the goodness of grief, knowing that God is with me and for me there. Amy Carroll found some amazing things from her. She also said, our invisible God never leaves us, but sometimes he's standing in our blind spot, beck us to watch for the effects of his hand. So this is a sign for me to continue to grieve, to continue to listen to God, So I'm really into words, okay? And the other day, God highlighted these three words. And see if this maybe has something for you. Fresh strength, mercy, and deep peace. Now, the deep peace instantly 
brought me back to when I was younger, in 21 or so, when I lost my father to cancer. He was only 48 years old. And I remember mom had this plaque in the bathroom. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Isaiah 26, verse 3. So as I'm remembering that plaque, I'm remembering my mom, how she lost a husband. Yes, I lost a father. But as I told you, I'm not going to stuff the death, the passing of Dave. Big lesson here is when I lost my dad, I did not deal with grief well. Oh man, I was a stuffer of the stuffers. Trying to be strong for my mom, ignoring the magnitude of losing a father, a really kind and supportive dad. I lost him in the um, mid-year of my senior year. And as I went back to college on the Christmas break, I could beat myself up, but I wouldn't. I'm not going to beat myself up. But we were staying in Mendocino, the, the story of my dad. And we were staying down there with my family when he was struck with pneumonia with the cancer. And I had planned a trip from San Francisco to Dallas where there was a Campus Crusade for Christ conference. As Dodd got sicker with the pneumonia, the doctors wanted him to come home so they could treat him. This is where I, I have come to forgive myself. Since I had to go to San Francisco also to fly out to, to Dallas, my cousin Paul and I took him straight to the airport. I was alarmed that they put him in a wheelchair at the airport. Sadly, all I could think of was myself. I was cold and tired, and Dad kept saying, go on. And he waved me to go on as he sat at the gate, ready to take the flight in his wheelchair. Wow, I left. When I got off the plane home after the conference, I was greeted by my mom, relatives, and a Catholic priest. My dad had died quickly of pneumonia in the hospital while I was at the conference. I remember at that conference, by the way, I made a deep heart pledge that I would make Jesus Lord of everything, especially Lord of my golf. I was really into golf then. And it has taken me years of forgiving myself for leaving him at the, the gate. I ignored the pain, and the effect was devastating to one area that was most dear at that time, my golf game. I was a rising collegiate golfer, All-American my junior year, and going into my senior year looking like another All-American year but I crashed. I could not deal with my emotions on the golf course. Stuff, stuff. And my game unraveled as the tight ball of emotions spilled out in that area of my golf game, where my dad and my mom were just the biggest supporters. It's taken me years to deal with my father's death. I struggled with the grief process. I heard deeply from my mom and saw her go through her own process. I'd have to say she handled it well. Now, however, decades later, okay, I'm sharing that little backstory because decades later, I'm in the place of grieving, losing my husband. So it's my pledge to you. Instead of stuffing it, I'm being very present in my mourning. Even though the last few months were so very traumatic on me from the burn barrel fire and third degree, degree burns over 30% of his body and me having to be the one to tend to him with the cream and bandages, to moving out of our house, living on land in a camper, and then the onslaught of terror with this cancer. So once again, during my times with coffee, 
Jesus and coffee. Someone said, what was your, how could you handle all this? I said, Jesus and coffee. I found these three words again, fresh strength, mercy, and deep peace. Strength, mercy, and deep peace. I'll continue to cherish my relationship with Jesus as I sense the wind of the Holy Spirit as Jesus speaks to my heart. I noticed something this morning. Um, when I was single, I would have my time with God and I'd look out at the window, this big window, and I'd see the trees move. And when I'd speak, I felt like the Holy Spirit was just giving me a confirmation with the leaves moving and twig, you know, just twittering is all the word I can think. And I, I was interesting this morning, I had my cup of coffee and I was looking out the window and I was praying. And all of a sudden I saw the, I have, I have a view out my door, my window in my sister's, sister-in-law's basement. And I saw these little trees move. It was just, I mean, I'm sorry if it's corny, but it was just like God saying, I haven't left you, Teresa. So I continue to, to like cherish and cultivate and go deeper with Jesus. It's amazing what grief will do. I know many of you have written to me and told me you lost a mother, you lost a father, you lost a child. But I, I'm determined to have fresh strength and a deep will of mercy that's dropped in my heart, wrapped with that peace. I'm still processing this. And I'm looking for the Holy Spirit to enable me to walk with the weight of grief, to walk well. I know I'm not the only one who has felt this weight of sorrow, as I've said. Those of you might have lost a child, a friend, a spouse, a father, or a mother. I'm praying for you that God will take your hand and you will willingly walk with him and not suffer or stuff your pain, suffer with being in the arms of grace. I wonder what the first podcast would be after the death of day. And as I waited, this is it, staying up late, missing him, it's hard to sleep. I had a few nights, it was terrible. Processing or just not being able to sleep with all the responsibilities now on my shoulder. Once again, these three words I'm hanging on to and believing for you. I'm believing fresh strength in him for you. Mercy that is as great as his for others, that deep well of mercy. Deep peace that holds you tight when you feel the waves of mourning crashing on the rocks of your heart in front of you. Can I give you some advice? Be kind to you. Forgive past moments with no regret. Live presently with hope that your Heavenly Father knows exactly how you, you feel. So we allow mourning. Mourning may not make sense. It hurts. It stings. It makes a heavy weight on your heart. But taking in the context of life, it is a catalyst for holding great mercy. It is a catalyst for walking in great strength. It is a catalyst of peace being in you where everywhere you go, you bring that peace to others. It's really one of the most important qualities of life that out of this grief, out of this mourning, you, could, you can allow other people to see God's work in your life. And that's one reason why I continue to share. It's in my DNA. Give me a microphone. Give me a 
video and I'll ponder for a sec. What are you telling me, God? If I don't have anything to say, I won't say it. There's such a joy to be able to share. So this very first podcast is quite scattered, and I'm okay with that. It doesn't have to be perfect. But I look forward to going on from here and sharing some great words that God shared to me through the process, like one phrase, do the next thing. Another phrase, hold on. I can't wait to share some of the insights amidst this journey that I'm in. So I really appreciate you listening. And I appreciate you sharing this. And you can find me on all podcasts from iTunes to Apple to Spotify. I appreciate you sharing it. So as I always say at the end of my podcast, say no to striving and yes to abiding so you can live in the sweet spot of God's divine destiny.